Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Deion Sanders and Colorado State coach Jay Norvell getting into it a little bit. This is really from the Colorado State side. Jay Norvell doing his coach's show. Stewie had something to say about Deion Sanders. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked <laughs> There you go, and he got a round of applause for that. Deion Sanders, though, shot back today. I'm minding my own business watching some film. I look up and I read some bull junk that Dan said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmatched around and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they unmatched around and made it personal. Listen, Dion has scoured every corner of the internet to try to find material to pump his team up. And now here comes Jay Norvell of Colorado State Perloff and just served it right up on a silver platter. Yeah. You know, I think the bigger picture question is teams like Oregon and USC. Yeah. All this hype around Colorado. Is that going to make them, is that going to put a target on Colorado's back? Are you going to get an A game from Oregon? Or does Oregon get tight and say to themselves, oh, God, I don't want to. I don't want to lose to Colorado and have all these media people coming after me. Oh, that's a really good point. I mean, listen, after they beat TCU in week one, remember the TCU players were like, we're embarrassed. And, you know, it's like a little insult to injury when you lose to Colorado because afterwards you're going to get the aftermath of, you know, 100 Dion interviews and, you know, in the news cycle for the whole week. Right, but you might be fired up because, like, obviously – you might be jealous of all the attention, or you might be like, yeah. oh, th- these guys are inventing bulletin board material. Let's go get them. I don't know. It's a really interesting question for a team like, I don't, in college football, it's hard to tell. Is Oregon the kind of team that responds well to the hype, or are they going to shrink? I don't think there's an easy answer to that. Well, I think they're going to respond well. I mean, I obviously am a massive Ducks fan this season. I've jumped on the Ducks bandwagon because my college did not have a college football team, but I. I think they're going to respond well, and I think USC is going to respond very well too. See, now, I, I worry about USC. Well, Caleb Williams. Let me let me be more specific. I think the offense is going to respond very well. Yeah. I can't speak for the USC defense. If I had to predict which one's an upset, I think it's USC for sure. I mean, because the USC does have a defense, and it's in Colorado. That's true. So it feels like, and also too mentally, USC and Lincoln Riley teams, you know, big games. They haven't exactly done exactly, you know, like Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley always faltered in the final four. 
I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I think all. I think by the way, Oregon and USC are watching this game very carefully. Like they, they're definitely like all the noise is being heard. I'm sure Oregon's watching this closely. Yeah, absolutely. And if you know, I'm a coach in Oregon. I'm just saying, listen, yeah, this can't be us. Yeah, you know, we're not going to be like caught up in the tidal wave here. We're Oregon. Yep. We're the big dog. We're the favorite. Yeah. USC is going to be the same way. And you can't, you know, get caught up in it. But that's the Dion effect. And that's why he is the face of college football right now, because he has that ability to get people to pay attention to what he's doing. He was like that as a player. He's like that now as a coach. Right. But he has to win. I think that's where you and I differ. I think he has to keep winning. Otherwise, the attention will go down by 30, 40%. He's uh, like, I mean, like you're into Dion, but you didn't probably didn't watch him last year. No, I mean, I didn't even know where Jackson State games yeah. were on. It was going to be hard to find. Mm. Now, this is easy. It's on at noon or 10 or whatever, right on Fox. Right. I, I think game the early success has fueled a lot of this gigantic firestorm, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, definitely. if they were 0 and 2, like we would not be doing this with Dion. No, but then there'd be a lot of people coming out saying, see, I told you it wouldn't work. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. got to expect that when it does work, people are going to come out and Dion's side is going to say, told you so. Right. Like, he wouldn't be the face of college football if they were if they had lost to Nebraska. He'd be a laughing stock because Nebraska is awful. Yes, but I also think now, I think he's taken the mantle as the face of college football. And right. that's no disrespect to Nick Saban and no disrespect to, I don't even, who would even be second? Nick, Just Nick Saban. Uh, I don't know. Lane? I love Lane. Dabo? I know you're saying Dabo, Kirby, but like Kirby Smart? Steve Sarkeesian, like, I, I don't I see, see those guys, Lincoln Riley, I don't see them as the faces of I mean, I think definitely Cal Williams is definitely the second face. Or Shador. If you take those three guys are like Dion, I mean, definitely Cal Williams, right? I mean, he should be. be. He's the reigning Heisman Trophy. I watched a Johnny Manziel doc. Like, that's like, Dion is like Johnny. Like, face, college, I mean, he's like burning bright flame. Yeah. Even bigger. Saban, I feel I don't more think he's going to flame out, though. I don't think Dion's going to... Now, Johnny had a whole bunch of issues. That's but no, obviously Johnny not Dion's. two thing. great years. I mean, he yeah. was awesome. His two years at Texas A&M. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure Dion... Dion has so much pressure to win, though. That's the thing. Like, well, I think there's going to be even more pressure because people are dying to say, as you just mentioned, I told you so when yeah. he loses. So there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah, but I also believe that Dion has done a smart thing where he's got a lot of good assistants around him, and he's done another smart thing, which is he's probably going to go to a different school and a bigger school soon, which is it's already easy to recruit because he's famous and one of the greatest football players ever, period. Mm, I don't know if he's going to want to leave the Big 12. I don't know. All right, anyway. Let's uh, get to our guest. It's always our pleasure. We can welcome in a Hall of Famer, former congressman as well. Steve Largent joining us on behalf of Southern Recipe Small Batch. It is Pork Rind Appreciation Day, and any day that ends in Y, Steve, is uh, is a day for us to celebrate pork rinds. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Thank you. Steve, have you gotten caught up in the Deion Sanders stuff or, or not so much? Wait, and did you play against Deion or did you I miss did. him? Uh, the, the beginning of his career was the end of my career. And uh, so I think I played against him once in Dallas. Uh, but that was, you know, well, I don't know if I played against him in Atlanta or not. But anyway, I, play, I know I played against him in Dallas. Uh, and he, he was just, you know, he was incredible. What are your memories of going up again? Did he cover you? Uh, sure he did. Yes, he did. Um, well, he was incredibly fast, but he was also very smart. Mm. And that's a real lethal combination for a defensive back uh, in the NFL anymore. As a guy, a guy can be fast and dumb, 
and he doesn't hurt you at all. But a guy that's fast and smart, uh, he can he can make it a long day for you. What kind of coach, big picture, do you think he's going to be? Do you think he could sustain this early success? I think he can. Um, you know, I, I watched his career in coaching. Uh, although while it's been a relatively short career, uh, it's been a very successful one. And uh, so I think he I think he has his players' attention. Uh, I think he's commanded their respect. And uh, I, I think he knows the game as well as anybody that's ever played it. So uh, he, he can coach those guys up and uh, put together a game plan. I, I think he's got some good help uh, with him, uh, with the coaching staff. Uh, but, but the bottom line is, is he, he knows how to lead, and, and uh, that's so important in, in, in any football arena, but uh, certainly in college football. The Hall of Famer, Steve Largent, former wide receiver, former congressman, joining us on behalf of uh, Pork Rind Appreciation Day and Southern Recipe Small Batch, also doing great things with the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but, Steve, did you have coaches who tried to use this bulletin board material? Did it work for you? And who was the best at it? <laughs> well, Chuck Knox was always the guy that uh, I, I felt like got us prepared for every single game. And uh, he kind of was old school. Uh, but you know he knew how to you know throw around the the, the f bombs and and uh, everything else uh, to to get team our team fired up and and we were uh, and we played very well under Chuck and I think it was it had a lot to do with his leadership uh, and and I think it had a lot to do with the fact that he drafted Kurt Warner <laughs> as our starting <laughs> running back. Steve, you were a bit of a villain in my house growing up, I have to be honest, because I'm from Philadelphia. My dad's favorite player was Harold Carmichael, and, of course, you had to beat his consecutive streak. We were doing some pre-show research. You basically led every receiving category in the league when you retired in 1989. Uh, What do you think of all these guys with these gaudy numbers now? I mean, would you have just thrived in today's pass-heavy game? I I think I would, uh, but, you know, the the deal is is that you know, it was a completely different game uh, when I played. Uh, you know, the, the, the game plan was never to throw, you know, 50 or 60 passes in a game. It was to throw, you know, 20 or 30 passes and then run the ball, you know, three yards of the cloud of dust was the, the old saying. And we tried to do that. Uh, every team tried to do that. Uh, it was only when you're in trouble that you had to throw the ball a lot. And uh, so, you know, the statistics – uh, they don't say everything about you know the game as we once played it, and uh, you know I, I think that uh, I think if I were playing today, uh, that I would have good statistics. Uh, How do you think? Of, what, do you compare yourself? <laughs> DK Metcalf obviously physically is quite a different receiver than you are as far as oh, great yeah. Seahawks receivers. Yeah, yeah. DK is a man. I tell you, I, I was up there uh, last weekend and watching play. Uh, the Rams and DK is just—I mean, he's a monster, uh, and, and but but a good receiver, and and getting better every year. Uh, but you know, it was—you um, know, yeah. It, it, I, I I watch my Seahawks all the time. Well, were you surprised by the result? I know the Rams always play them well, Steve, but I think a lot of people were expecting the Seahawks to kind of pick up where they left off last year and to sort of take it to the Rams. They were like a five and a half point favorite in that game. What'd you see? Uh, yeah, I, I actually didn't think either team played exceptionally well, uh, but I did think that Matthew Stafford really came through in the fourth quarter, and uh, I think the Seahawks were ahead in the third quarter, and, and he kind of 
ramrod a couple of touchdowns and they went ahead and and they won the game of course but uh matthew stafford he's he's a very good quarterback and but you know i, I really felt like that um the rams were open and stafford didn't get the ball to them and the seahawks were not open and geno smith was trying to get the ball to them mm. and just couldn't do it they they had they had great coverage and um and 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 we didn't have particularly good coverage but uh Fortunately, uh, Matt didn't find all the receivers downfield. I think when he looks at the film uh, on Monday, last Monday, uh, he'll see a lot of open receivers running around, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it'll be a different uh, story for him the next game. Looking around the league, Steve, we've been talking a lot about Aaron Rodgers this week. Do you think yeah. uh, at his age he has a realistic chance to come back and be the Aaron Rodgers we all know coming back from his Achilles tendon, say, next year or maybe the year after? I, I don't think he's got two years. Um, I think it's, it just, I mean, it happened to me. I played 14 years in the National Football League, and, uh, you know, my body just couldn't do the things that I, that I could do uh, when I first began in the league. And that starts catching up to you, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's no miracle drugs. There's nothing uh, that you can do about uh, the the aging uh, quest of your body. And so I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's this year or next year, maybe even the year after that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will have to hang it up, but he'll have to. Uh, but you know, I I, I kind of would be with an Achilles injury. Uh, that's a pretty serious injury. He's, he's, they've already announced that he's out for the year. Uh, and so I, I think uh, it'll be a challenge for him uh, to come back. And not, that, not saying that he couldn't come back, but it'll be a very, he'll be very challenged by that. We're talking with the Hall of Famer Steve Largent, former congressman as well. He's joining us on behalf of Southern Recipe Small Batch. You got Pork Rind Appreciation Day, which we love. They also help out with the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund. We get more into that in just one more for you, Steve. I, I thought this was this was great, and it's right up your alley, which is uh Joe Montana recently said that he thought Dan Marino was the best quarterback of all time. You were playing in a golden era of quarterbacks. Who was the most intimidating to face? Um, that's a good question. I, I would say uh, two that I would name. I would name Dan uh, Marino, too. I think he is one of my two quarterbacks. But the other guy, without a doubt, was a leader on the field, had a good arm, uh, knew how to you know, uh, direct his team uh, and, and put up points very easily, and that was Dan Fouts. Uh, and he was just, you know, a, a very good, uh, heady quarterback uh, playing in the league. And we had to face him twice a year because uh, we were in the AFC West at the time. But uh, I always thought Dan Fouts was just an incredible quarterback. Uh, Joe Montana, uh, you know, it's funny because we think of Seattle and San Francisco as division rivals. I, f- I forgot back then it was different. I mean, right. my, so you didn't see as much of Montana then? No, we, we would play him every year in the, in the preseason. Uh, but we, unless we played him in the regular season, we didn't we didn't follow him uh, very much. But I mean, Joe Montana, uh, he he was a great leader too, uh, and a guy that I really respected a lot. Steve, uh, Steve Large at the Hall of Famer joining us on behalf of Southern Recipe Small Batch. They're doing a Pass the Pigskin, which you can find more at porkrindappreciationday.com. They also help with the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund. Why does this speak to you, Steve? Well, it's because of the Great Iron, uh, Great Iron uh, Assistance Fund, where they're 
actually helping guys uh, that, that have ailments that, uh, you know, just don't have any money left. I mean, when we played, uh, there were guys that were, you know, I, my, my first three years in the league, in 76, 77, 78, I made 28000 35000 and $42,000. And that's all I made. Uh, so there's a lot of guys that uh, are hurting and uh, could use some help, and that's what um, uh, coaches has decided to uh, organize this uh, Gridiron Greats uh, fund, and it's going to help some really needy guys. Again, porkgrindappreciationday.com. That's where you can get some more information. You know, Steve, I just would assume that you have, you know, uh, Obviously, you have a relationship with Russell Wilson. I mean, after all those years in Seattle, how do you think this is going to go between him and Sean Payton together now in Denver? You know, that's a great question, and I wish I knew the answer. Uh, you know, I, I, I really like Russell. I think he's a good guy. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback. And there were just some things that happened at the end of his career uh, between him and, and uh, Coach Carroll, and I don't know what it is. I just know something changed in their relationship and uh, he, he left to go to Denver last year uh, didn't a- actually handle that very well uh, some of that I think was the way he was coached some of it was Russell uh, but you know I, I, I hate to uh, see him end his career uh, on, on a sour note because Russell has, has really been a, a great leader for the Seahawks and is still well loved out, out, in, the, out in the northwest did Richard Sherman ever talk smack to you, Steve? Like, hey, I would just shut you down if I was playing in your era. <laughs> no, I, I think he thought it. But I, <laughs> he, he never, he never said anything to me. Richard, Richard really was a, a good cornerback, uh, and he was on, you know, when the when the Seahawks were going to the Super Bowl on a pretty regular basis. Uh, he was on that team, and a big reason why they were going. Steve Largent is the Hall of Famer, the former congressman. On behalf of Southern Recipe Small Batch, again, you can find more about their Pass the Pigskin campaign at porkrindappreciationday.com. Steve, thank you so much for the time today. Hey, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Be Thanks. well. Steve Largent, the Hall of Famer, former just, congressman. Just give you a, a sort of a comparison yeah. uh, physically. DK Metcalf, 6'4", 235 at the Combine, ran a 4.33. Steve Largen, 5'11", 187, ran a 4.74. <laughs> yeah, nobody was ever going to put Steve Largen and DK Metcalf physically in the same yeah, conversation. Yeah, but it's funny because eventually Metcalf, with the contract, will be chasing Largen for the all-time Seahawks receiver. Of course. Uh, Lockett's actually up there, too. Obviously, it's amazing. He retired. He led every major category Steve Largen yep. led. Catches, receiving yards, things. And the numbers are so modest compared to... A, what they are now, we've talked about this before, receiver numbers, you better get in the Hall of Fame now because they're just going up and up and up. Well, T- Tyree Kill has said 2,000. Yeah. Right? He had a 200-yard receiving game in week one. Now, he can't keep that up, and obviously the Chargers' defense was not very robust uh, in week one, but he's on pace now for like 3,000 yards. It's crazy. But, oh, he's I definitely going to get it if you know everyone stays healthy. Yeah, he was also faster than Steve Largent. <laughs> a little bit. Well, that was the great part of Largent's story, right? Well, right. And, and I call it the uh, slow, slow 40 club. Jerry Rice, slow 40, Steve Largent, and Larry Fitzgerald, three of the top, you know, whatever, yeah. 10 receivers of all time. 40 overrated, which is, except for you, because you blaze, man. I know. Well, I'm just like <laughs> lightning out there. <laughs> yeah. If you could just get a little lower to, yeah. to cut down the wind resistance. Funny. Next really, year. Really fast 40, terrible football career. <laughs> yeah. Non-existent, in fact. Well, you went to a college without a program. I know. 
It's a bad job out of me. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Flip side, still have eligibility left. Uh, okay, a lot more coming up, including The Daily Dion comes your way next. It's Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Okay, the way the hype train works. Yes. Last year, when Tua threw six touchdowns in week two against Baltimore, he would have been a huge MVP candidate. At the time, I think we assumed it was the system or Tyreek Hill. But now the buzz is back and full on after just one week Explain to me how these odds work. Like, Tua shot up from what to what? Uh, I don't know where he started, but now he's second in MVP odds to Patrick Mahomes. Because he had a big game against the Chargers secondary, who stink. Yes. Well, here was Tua. He was asked a question about the people who still doubt his arm strength. Do you think that anyone is still saying you can't throw deep? I don't care. I, I mean, I don't care. 466 is, that's what 466 is if I can't throw deep. Thanks. Okay, so Tua's actually gotten a little salty. Have you noticed? Like, he's really standing up for himself a lot more. I like it. Um, I like this Tua. So he's basically saying 466. That's what he threw for last week. He was excellent. Now he's shot up in the odds. My question is, this is going to be one of the big games of week two, which is Dolphins at Patriots, and it's Sunday night. Will Tua still be number two in MVP odds after they play the Patriots who, listen, against your Eagles, now maybe your Eagles were just a little sloppy week one, two new coordinators, whatever, but the Patriots defense looked pretty good against your Eagles. Uh, yeah, it was raining. I don't even count that game. Again, the <laughs> Well, that was a big deal. Obviously, Hurts, I don't think the Eagles really threw more than five times in the first half. Here's the thing. 
the Dolphins schedule is super easy to start, so the hype train is going to build and build. But why do we all of a sudden think, why after one week are we not worried about Tua's health anymore? That was the storyline everyone had coming into the year. Why do we think Tua can last? Just because he learned judo in the offseason? No, I think it's we won't talk about it until we have to talk about it. Right? But why until would someone it, put an MVP bet on him? That's oh, well, that, I don't know why any future bet with Tua. Although I did pick the Miami Dolphins to win the AFC East. And that's obviously a risky bet, but I believe that they're really talented. And then they might get Jalen Ramsey back like mid-season, so they'd be getting reinforcements. And I think they could win even with Mike White. So that's oh, why I okay. did it. But, that's a team. That's interesting. I, I like what I just feel like we're being, I feel like we're being naive. We were probably naive about Aaron Rodgers. We should have thought about his health too. Well, yes, but nobody wanted to, nobody really wanted to talk about, you know, the fact that he was 40, even when he strained his calf in training camp, I'm talking about Rodgers now, that he could have, you know, no one anticipated that he was going to snap his Achilles on the fourth play of the game. No, but I'm just, I don't... The Jets should have thought about it. Well, except for that guy on Twitter who predicted it like two hours before the game started. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. That's like some Elon Musk witchery. But, but, but wait, the thing is, it doesn't matter. Of course, we don't want to talk about injuries, but I feel like there is a certain naivete to just put it on the back burner. We're talking about odds. Like, people are putting money on two to win MVP. Yeah. That's a risky bet because if you put a you know a $20 bill on a guy, I just still think we should still be nervous about it because I saw last year. I think it's also, while, yes, people are putting actual money on these things, I also just think it's like a temperature of sort of where who's up and who's down in the league. And, like, the two of stock is just really high right now, and it's going to be high in until or unless he does get hurt. So until we see him get, you know, blown up and have to worry about it, I think our memories are just going to be pretty short. Yeah, but betters, betters aren't us. I mean, they they don't care about stuff. There's no sentimentality when you're putting a bet down. I'll tell you who's going to jump him if he struggles against Patriots. Who's that? Trevor Lawrence is going to kill the Chiefs. And then he's going to be the flavor of the week next week. So that's interesting because the Chiefs are one of a few AFC teams who are starting, AFC teams who are contenders, who lost their opening week and are looking for a bounce back. And obviously that would be the Chiefs, that would be the Bills, the Bengals, and I think you can throw the Steelers in there. The The only team that's playing on the road this week of those four that I mentioned are the Chiefs. So they're the ones technically with the toughest road because they have to go on the road. Well, yeah. I mean, the only difference is the Steelers were under, underdogs against the Niners. I get it, but yeah, you I, picked them to go to the Super Bowl, I know. so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm adding them to the and list. And they me, got the health destroyed. is not not making me feel good. Yeah, I think it's obvious which team. I think a couple teams probably bounce back after bad week ones because that's how it works. But Buffalo is the most obvious because here's my thinking, and I know you know this team very well, but yes. they had the same game against the Jets last year, and they were absolutely fine the rest of the regular season for the most part. So I think you could throw that game out. They just cannot solve this defense. And this is as easy a game as you're going to get. Las Vegas on the East Coast. Oh, my God. Nine-point favorite over the Raiders. This is such an easy bounce back. I'd be shocked if they went 0-2. Well, it would be shocking, but that's what's going on. It was I, I thought it was a bit shocking when the Raiders beat the Broncos in Week 1. And with healthy Jimmy Garoppolo and with Devontae Adams and with Max Crosby, like you've got three good players there. Listen... I'm a little worried about the Bills because they make me worried. I know, Stu. Is there Stu, anything... are you and I putting a bet on this game? What? No. Yes. Am I buying another pizza for you guys? I think I'll be the one buying the pizza this time. <laughs> <laughs> but is there a team you feel... You, all right, so Las Vegas and Buffalo. You don't feel totally comfortable with this. How many teams... Uh, can you count on both hands how many teams you would feel comfortable 
Well, unlike the Bills, so. I don't overlook opponents. I don't get caught up in that. I don't think that just because Aaron Rodgers goes down with an Achilles that all of a sudden the Jets are going to hand me a W. Okay. I'm not like that. The Bills are. But are the Bills really like that, though? I saw that they tend to whoop teams when there's a big spread. They, they, I looked at last year. They beat up. They had trouble with the Jets, but they beat up all their other bad opponents. Well, we'll see. I mean, this is this is one of the worst times to get the Raiders because this is... Oh, come on. This is when Jimmy yeah, G's no, actually no, no. healthy. And Jimmy I G, by the way, that. a lot of trips to Buffalo when he was a backup for Tom Brady. I think the, be, the best time to get the Las Vegas... Raiders is during the regular season, and that's what this is. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, that, I, I'm I'm expecting a big bounce back from the Bills. I am it always a little nervous. Like it. Yeah. Well, because they played Josh Allen played terribly on Monday night. Yeah, but so why would I have all this confidence going in? Now you got a situation with Stephon Diggs and a team reporter who was caught on a hot mic. Actually, we have the audio. Uh, young reporter, I think she's young, Maddie Glab, who was caught on a hot mic uh, talking about Stephon Diggs. Okay, so she said, uh, you know, they're like, why don't you go get Stefan Diggs like for an interview? And she said, no, why don't you go get Stefan Diggs? You know, he'll look at me and say F you to my face. Uh, he does that to everyone. That's just how he is. First of all, I don't understand. She apologized, and she had this huge apology on social media, which is totally fine, and she can apologize to Steph Diggs. But for people who are calling her, like, unprofessional, I'm taking a little left turn here, but for the people who are calling her unprofessional, I mean, how many people have said something about a coworker at work never expecting it to get back to that person? She didn't tweet this. She got caught on a hot mic saying it. She clearly never intended for Stefan Diggs to hear this. And she's getting called unprofessional. I think that is laughable, and that is just being too harsh on what she did. Well, I would normally, if she worked for a journalist, I mean, she's basically team PR, though. She works for Buffalo Bills, doesn't she? She does, but this was a private moment. She can't, just because she worked for the team, you can't share a private moment of saying a joke. I, I just say, obviously, if she was with the, help me out with the paper, the Rochester Democrat. Sure, Chronicle. Chronicle, yeah. yeah. I knew there was a funny name. <laughs> then if, this would be no issue at all. But you know how, I mean, you know people work for teams. It's a completely sensitive arena. Like, everything is sensitive. So, of course, this was going to be a problem. Yeah, but I, I don't think that, listen, you can solve this problem, though, right? Yes, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. problematic. I mean, I it's she apologized. She yeah. can apologize to Steph Diggs. It's not a fireable offense. But I thought for people calling her unprofessional, it's like, so even in her private moment, she's supposed to be state-run TV? She was having a candid moment with a coworker. Dexter, it seems like you want to say something here. Yeah, I want to say when these things happen, how can we never talk about the person who leaked this, right? Like, oh, who, yeah. Like, why? And, and, and you're right, Perloff, about how teams can be sensitive oh when you do work for them. I've yeah. been in that situation before. Be yeah, you sensitive. can't get away with anything. They're very, yeah. They can be very sensitive. Like about a lot of corporations, there. quite frankly. True. No one likes their employees, like, you know, saying bad things about them. True, but like, and here's the thing. Maybe Stefan Diggs is like that. Maybe he does treat the employees like that. But, I, yeah, I don't have a problem as much with what she did, to be kind of honest. Like, yeah, it's a bad moment. She got caught out there saying this, but. But what I like, I thought her apology was fine. I thought it was yeah, good. I, I thought fine. it was more than fine. She like went over the top. I thought yeah, she yeah, didn't I mean, even have to say that much. Well, but. she does work for the Bills. She, I mean, if you work for BuffaloBills.com or whatever your team reporter, you're a public relations person. Like, yes, can you imagine you if, what if a PR person said this and was caught on a hot mic? They 
probably be fired tomorrow. Uh, I don't know if they would be because if they're good at their job and they actually like this PR person, yeah. then they can bounce back from it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my experience with team employees is the one thing everybody's, you say something even slightly negative about the owner, you're out the door immediately. Sure. It's all about protecting the owner. So a player is a different story here, but obviously to me, this whole story is the fact that she worked for the team. If she were for a paper, this wouldn't be a story. Nobody would care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just didn't appreciate Trayvon Diggs, Trey Diggs, then going on Twitter and saying, we got to get Stefan up out of there. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, listen, there's so many, I mean, how, how many problems are with this guy right now? Who was Steph? Yeah. I mean, the fact that he he basically uh, got his way out of Minnesota by being a malcontent and then he yells at Josh Allen last year during the playoffs, and then he leaves practice first day. There's a lot of smoke here that there's definitely. I actually that but was he my was take very away. encouraging to him when they were on the sideline on Monday I know. night. The fact that they we had to go so out of our way to credit a wide receiver for being encouraging <laughs> to a teammate yeah. was another sign to me. I'm like, oh wow, this guy must be just such a super jerk. And then what this woman said, I'm like, oh my god, he's probably a jerk 24 seven because I don't think she was lying. Well, I don't know. I mean, sometimes you can just vent for a second. It doesn't mean that he's a jerk to her all the time. You can just be having a moment. Can people not have a moment? No, I mean, she's saying if I walk up to it right now, he is going to say bleep you. And I don't think she was making that up. I think she has covered him. Uh, and I think that was probably genuine. Do you think it's, that was just a moment? Uh, I think it might have been a little hyperbole, like you're kind of shooting yeah. the you-know-what you know, with the, with a colleague there. Um, but, but you've covered a lot of professional athletes. We all know yes, that certain I'm not athletes, surprised when they want to say F like you to the, their, our faces, and sometimes they do. Yeah, yeah That's not surprising. I mean, no. What do you think? Do you think this is – you think Stefan Diggs, like what she was saying, could be accurate? Yeah, it can be accurate because, yeah. listen – We've all done this. We've worked. Maggie knows this too. We've been plenty of locker rooms. And yep. have there been athletes that maybe have not been so nice and forthcoming? Yeah, definitely. Could it have been of a little I think I think some the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Could have been a little bit hyperbolic too, where you're like, Oh, on a bad day, this is what yeah, this, this guy, guy might say to this is yeah. what he'll say to me. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that as well. And it also could have been on a random Tuesday, like, don't go up to stop to find like she knows, like that is not when you get Stefan Diggs. There has yeah, to be a whole Yeah, she said she wasn't gonna go up yeah. to him then. She's yeah. like, Yeah, I'm trying to get, you know, Micah Hyde. Yeah. Well, by <laughs> this the way, is not the play for today. This is <laughs> not this is not the moment. Maybe after you lose on Monday night football in yeah. overtime, maybe not the time to talk I, to Steph Diggs. Also the fact that Trayvon put that out there, I'm like, ooh, this is just get your popcorn. Watch out. If this doesn't go well in Buffalo, Diggs is going to find okay. his way out. And of you're there. wondering, you're like, Maggie, don't worry about the Raiders. Like, do you understand what's on the line here? If they lose to the Raiders being eight and a half point favorites, like the Nine sky, so, pardon me, the sky is going to be falling. Does yeah, this count as a rant? No, it's not a rant. I mean, you're, you're saying that the sky is, is about to be falling or if could be they falling. lose. Yeah, but any time they suit up and put on their cleats and go out on a football field, they could lose. I don't I don't say it's the Raiders. No, but it will snowball. Like if they lose to the Raiders, another team they're favored to beat, they were favored to beat the Jets slightly. If they lose to another team they're favored to beat, mm-hmm. it's gonna be like, What the hell happened to the Buffalo Bills? You know that's what's the reaction. Well, yeah, be. I mean, but then again, if they're twenty five point favorites and lose, it's gonna be a big story regardless. I I, I just know. don't I, know if they're mentally like, you know, I, I think sometimes they get tight. And I think sometimes their coach gets tight, and I worry about their resiliency. In if this you, game? Just in general, but sure, in this game. Ooh, God, maybe I should bet bet the Raiders. What do you think, Sue? I would definitely take the points in this game. No, I'm going to pick the Bills in my survivor pool. Yeah. Are you really? Yes. Yeah, they're very popular. It's, I think it's the best option of the week. I don't know who else to – I don't even know what Guys, the second best would be. Dallas Cowboys. 
Uh, They're nine don't and overthink half. it. <laughs> I never overthink the survivor pool. I feel like you just gotta you can't hold teams, save teams. But those are the two biggest lines. I think I, I think the Bills is up to nine and the Cowboys is nine and a half, but the under and the Cowboys is a little worrisome. Anyway, it's certainly not a bad survivor pick. I'll bet you it'll be popular. Raiders East Coast does not go well. Those one o'clock Eastern games for the Raiders, yeah. they never they seem to never play well in those. Still on Vegas time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Okay, coming up, we will make picks. We got props for tonight's game. You got the Eagles and the Vikings. We do it all after this CBS Sports update. Here's Dexter. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Perloff, you've been hiding it during the show, but you're decked out in Eagles gear. Ready for your birds to play tonight against the Vikings? How are you feeling? They're six-point favorite. This line started at seven and a half, I believe. Yeah, it feels like a preseason game. I got to be honest. I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for the Eagles to be on Thursday night because the Patriots game was so janky because of a million different reasons that I don't really know who the Eagles are, but I do know that there are major injuries, and that is a huge concern. So we're talking about which way do you bet on this. It feels like with no N'Kobe Dean, and no Bradbury uh, that I think I would kind of throw on the Eagles all night. I think and the no Vikings Reed move the yeah, right? no, but Yeah, I, don't, I, I can't stand him anyway. Okay, but, uh, well, he is your starting safety. <laughs> yeah, the guy that they're putting in for Bradbury is named Josh Job. He played, I think, 12 snaps all of last year. It is mm. not a good situation. And then they're without Kenneth Gainwell, but that doesn't matter because they have a bunch of running backs. So the the linebacker thing is a big problem too. It's it's really a I feel like the Super Bowl loser jinx is already heading. Last wow. year there were no injuries. I, Jalen got hurt late in the year, but don't you feel like the injury train has already started in Philadelphia? Um, I, this is a big. Well, this is three yeah, ha- starters. I mean, you can't say that to someone who's a former Jets fan, as Mike Samter has jumped off the Jets bandwagon. But like when someone loses their quarterback, they've been bit by the injury bug. You not so much. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's one week. Yeah, that's so, true. But so have the Steelers. They've also had a ton of injuries. Yeah, too. but they were in a super. I'm talking about the Super Bowl loser jinx, and specifically what seems to happen after you lose that game. Yeah, remember Cam Newton lost in 2015. Half the team was injured by week three. I'm very nervous about that. Healthy, obviously, the Eagles beat the Vikings. The fact that the Eagles beat the Patriots on the road. I think and that's a good was, sign. The fact that everyone was disappointed with that win is a good sign about how dominant they are. Now, listen, the Vikings have their own injuries. So I, I think that the defense makes a big play here. It's going to be a close game. Kirk Cousins is going to screw it up the way that he screws up primetime games. Eagles win, don't cover. That's exactly where I'm going. Yeah, I also like the Eagles plus six. I, you know, we were talking about, excuse me, Vikings plus six. We were just talking about the Kirk Cousins. Stu did the research on this. The Kirk Cousins in prime time was eight and 10. As a Viking, eight and 10. As a Viking. Yeah, but do you know the last time the Vikings won a Thursday night game on the road? Have you guys seen that stat? Never. 45 years. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I didn't even know they had had the Thursday night back then. 
How about Justin Jefferson props 94 and a half receiving yards? Does he get 100 receiving yards tonight? I don't know. Darius Slay shut him down last year. That's what I was thinking. But they probably can't help as much this year. That I All the logic and the trends point towards the Eagles here. But Vikings, don't you feel like the Vikings are due to have a big showing on, on primetime? Well, they just lost to the Bucks at home. So I don't know what the Vikings are due for. But that's week that, that was a That's what we call a bad luck game, though. They should have won that game. They uh, they threw a pick in the red zone that was totally stupid. I, I don't. I think the Vikings' offense is good. I think the Eagles' offense is good. Let's go over. Take the over forty nine. Yeah, we both like the points. I like a Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown. I think they're going to maybe force feed him a little bit because he barely got any action against the Pats. Yeah, I mean they didn't really throw much against the Patriots. Yeah, I can't wait. This could be be really fun. You know how you get nervous about the Bills? Definitely nervous about the Eagles here. Definitely nervous. Uh, I don't even know. what's the, What color is the dot that the defensive player wears? Do you guys know that? Is it a blue dot or a red dot? Like on their helmet so they can yeah. communicate? It's green. No, on defense, is it green? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So it's not clear who's wearing the green dot yet. No. <laughs> it's like, where are you going with this? And it's like, oh, who's wearing it? Uh, let's get to our shot of the yeah, day. Yeah, because Jacoby Dean is out. He usually wears the green dot. Oh, oh. He's on the IR. So there's a lot of question marks. Feel good with that over. Okay. Shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Thursday night football, perfect combination with a nice Casamigos cocktail. Well, today's shot of the day, a little snapshot of the show, came from earlier when we asked the most important question we will ever ask on this show. Is a visor a hat? Why isn't a visor a hat? It is a hat. It's a totally different thing because the hat is there to protect your whole head from the sun yeah. and rain, where the visor is just your forehead. Here's the question. Is a headband a hat? No. no. And by the way, right, the brim make it a hat or does the covering of your head make it a hat? What makes a hat a hat? Both. I mean, you saying visors and hats are totally different things? Like, I feel like you're missing like four inches of material there and a visor <laughs> becomes a hat. It's got the bones of a hat. It's a halfway hat. So which half? It's like what less of a hat. What hat are you wearing that Well, obviously, let's closer to a baseball cap, a visor or a winter cap. What about like a Tribbly or a fedora? A cowboy hat, a straw yeah, like hat, a hat. Just naming hats That's a now, different a top type of hat. hat. Man, if you had never heard our show before, you'd be like, what are these two lunatics? Sorry, three. Samter got in there. Maybe Stu, too. What are these four lunatics talking about? Well, well what's a Tribly, by the way? A Tribly is, um, I have a Tribly. It's a, it looks kind of like a fedora. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. Okay. So. <laughs> Let's go to your house and go in your closet and see what you have. So a fedora is what Indiana Jones wore, right? It's yeah. like a hat and it goes all the way around. A Tribly is basically a fedora, which is a, a shorter brim. You see guys wearing oh, that like in Spain or like that guy yeah. in swingers, like a cool yes. hipster. Yes, guy. it's a cool it's like hipster a, kind that of thing. That's called a pork pie hat. What's a pork pie hat's a little different. Oh, that's not a Tribly? Pork pie hat and Tribly, not not the same. And these people who never must... heard of a pork pie hat, but I will look it up. Oh uh, yeah. And the people who just tuned in must be like, and these lunatics are still talking about hats. The reason why They're is... very similar. Por- a pork pie hat's kinda like a um Walter White uh Heisenberg yes. type of thing. The Colorado State head coach either was trying to rile up Deion Sanders or just stepped in it when he called out Deion to say when that he should take off his sunglasses and hat when he is talking to grown-ups. But meanwhile, we saw some footage of Jay Norvell, the Colorado State coach, and he was wearing a visor and didn't take it off. 
I'm seeing it's called, did you say Trilby or Tribly? Because I'm seeing Trilby. Or maybe Trilby. I have the L in the wrong place. Okay. Jeez, guys. <laughs> You're killing us with the hat talk. Samter, now you got to wear it tomorrow. This oh. is like Chekhov's gun. You can't mention it in the first act and not show it in the third act. So please bring the Tribly Tripoli oh, in tomorrow. This, I'm sorry. I know we're trying to generate a lot of Colorado, Colorado State talk, but <laughs> I think hats are way more interesting than a 24-point <laughs> spread. <laughs> <laughs> Not the smack talk between Dion and now Jay Norvell, who we didn't know oh, until five minutes ago. Oh, come on. We're manufacturing. De We're part of the Dion manufacturing. It's personal. No, Give me a we break. never even got to the Daily Dion today. We we're too busy dissecting this story. So we'll have to crank it up for oh, tomorrow. We didn't show. do the Daily Dion. That's going to be bulletin board material for the Buffalo. <laughs> Maggie and Perloff <laughs> show. It's that? personal. <laughs> You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we make an appearance in their next hype video. Yeah, so then the producer said he wears a Trilby hat. <laughs> and he said, take your Trilby off indoors. <laughs> You're just handing a bulletin more material. Uh, thank you to Mike Samter. Thank you to Stu Kovacs. Thank you to the Hall of Famer Steve Largent who joined us. You ever want to listen to the show, catch us after we're gone. Maggie and Perloff Podcasts. Thank you, widows. And made it personal. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.